May 1st, International Labor Day, or May Day, is celebrated around the world, but it's largely unknown in the United States, even though it was started here. Conversely, May 5th, or Cinco de Mayo, is a very popular drinking holiday in the United States, while it's a regional and much more somber holiday in Mexico. Hi, I'm Milton Allen Turner, and this week I'm discussing how and why these celebrations have evolved in the U.S. Welcome to this week's episode of Worldviews. During this first week of May, I'm struck by the contrasts of the statuses of two holidays. May 1st, International Labor Day, also known as May Day, and May 5th, or Cinco de Mayo. The former, while first celebrated in the United States, is largely unknown here. And the latter is arguably more popular here in the United States than it is in Mexico. This week, I'll discuss the history of these two holidays and the forces that led to the evolutions of their celebrations. Emma Bowman noted in a report called, What is May Day? For the most part, the opposite of capitalism, for NPR on April 30th, 2022, that, quote, May Day, celebrated by workers across the globe as International Labor Day, falls on May 1st. While the day traces its origins to an American laborer's fight for a shorter workday, the U.S. does not officially recognize International Labor Day. Like other countries that mark Labor Days on different days, the United States and Canada celebrate their Labor Day in September. NPR's On the Media episode entitled, The Holiday You May Have Missed, on April 20th, 2022, featured host Brooke Gladstone interviewing Donna Haverty Stack, a professor of history at Hunter College at the City University of New York, about the history of International Workers' Day, or May Day, May 1st. As Gladstone noted, quote, Around the world, nearly everywhere but the U.S., May 1st is a big deal. But here in the U.S., it's called Next Sunday, even though it was created here in the U.S. Professor Haverty Stack explained, quote, For the building trades, May 1st was the date when the annual contracts were renewed, the goal was they begin organizing in 1884, making demands. Hopefully, they would succeed and they would celebrate on May 1st, 1886. If they did not succeed, they held out the threat of striking on May 1st, 1886, which in many cases is what happened. On May 1st, 1886, 80,000 people marched in Chicago, 30,000 in Baltimore, 30,000 in New York, in cities all across the country like St. Louis, Baltimore, Akron, 
Minneapolis, and Milwaukee, workers came out and marched. Professor Haverty Stack continued, in 1889, when socialists were meeting in Paris, representatives from the American Federation of Labor, or AFL, attended and spoke about the great success of May 1st, 1886. Even though it didn't secure the eight-hour workday forever, the struggle continued, pulling workers together in a united demand that was appealing to the socialists in Europe. And they said, you know what? Starting in 1890, we're going to do the same thing. European socialists began to use May Day, May 1st, for their labor demands. But as Emma Bowman reported, quote, despite International Labor Day's U.S. origins, many Americans still view May Day as strictly a holiday enjoyed by, quote, communist countries. Professor Haverty Stack noted in the On the Media interview with Brooke Gladstone that, quote, by 1903, the American Federation of Labor doesn't want to go anywhere near May Day with a 10-foot pole. It's been urging its members to turn out instead on the September Labor Day. The AFL termed Labor Day Labor's National Day. There was very much an emphasis on the national connection that these workers who turned out on Labor Day were patriotic or American. It becomes part of the AFL's distancing of itself from May Day, which is becoming known as International Workers' Day. According to the U.S. Department of Labor's website, quote, the first Labor Day holiday was celebrated on Tuesday, September 5th, 1882, in New York City, in accordance with the plans of the Central Labor Union. The Central Labor Union held its second Labor Day holiday just a year later, on September 5th, 1883. By 1894, 23 more states had adopted the holiday. And on June 28, 1894, President Grover Cleveland signed a law making the first Monday in September of each year a national holiday. Emma Bowman added in her NPR report that, quote, U.S. anti-communist attitudes during the Cold War as well as opposition to working-class unity, led authorities to suppress May Day's association with labor movements. President Dwight D. Eisenhower instead declared May 1st Law Day, dedicated to the principles of government under law, and Labor Day is now celebrated in September. May 5th, or Cinco de Mayo, is for many Americans merely a drinking holiday and is mistakenly thought to be a Mexican national holiday. However, this day is much more popular north of the Rio Grande than it is in Mexico, where it is largely a regional holiday celebrated near the town of Puebla. In the article, 
Cinco de Mayo is a Mexican holiday. So why does the United States celebrate it more? Published in USA Today on May 5th, 2021, Jordan Mendoza and Gabriela Miranda wrote, quote, Contrary to popular belief, Cinco de Mayo does not commemorate Mexicans' Independence Day. May 5th marks the Mexican Army's victory over France at the Battle of Puebla during the Franco-Mexican War in 1862. Mexico's Independence Day is celebrated on September 16th. In her article, Nine Ways Cinco de Mayo is Celebrated Differently in the U.S. and Mexico, written in Insider on May 5th, 2021, Brianna Monet wrote, quote, In the 1860s, some Americans of Mexican heritage in Southern California took inspiration from the victorious battle to fuel the Union's efforts in the American Civil War. The 5th of May was originally celebrated with festivities like parades, dances, banquets, and bullfighting by those Californians. Those Cinco de Mayo celebrations in the United States were originally about civil rights said Dr. Hayes Bautista, author of a 2012 article called El Cinco de Mayo, an American Tradition. Upon reading Spanish-language newspapers from May 1862, Dr. Hayes Bautista wrote, Napoleon III already had an emperor selected that would be Maximilian of Austria. They were going to set up a monarchy in Mexico. And then the monarchy will become an ally with the slave states during the American Civil War. This, of course, alarmed Latinos here in California. California, as part of Mexico, had been a free territory since 1810. According to a 2021 KTRK TV report by Anabel Munoz, Dr. Hayes Bautista then read the news of Mexico's victory in those newspapers. Quote, three weeks later, on May 22nd, news arrived of what happened on May the 5th. The French didn't make it to Mexico City. They were stopped, dead, roundly defeated at the Battle of Puebla. He said, adding the triumph holds significance against the backdrop of the American Civil War. You had Latinos from California, Californios, who went to Mexico and fought with Juarez's army. And you had Latinos here who joined the U.S. Army. Dr. Hayes Bautista concluded, quote, Latinos basically repurposed that news here to show the world where they stood on the issues of the American Civil War. They immediately filed out to the streets. They held huge parades to let the world know that Latinos opposed slavery, supported freedom, opposed white supremacy, supported racial equality, opposed elitist plantation rule, and supported government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Every year, Latinos would use Cinco de Mayo and their demonstrations and marches, their speeches, and their gatherings 
to let the world know, here's where we stand on these issues. In their USA Today article, Mendoza and Miranda quoted Jose M. Alamillo, who pointed out in Studies in Symbolic Interaction how the beer companies Anheuser-Busch, Coors, and Miller spent nearly $38 million in the 1980s in Hispanic advertising that contributed to the commercialization of the holiday. Mendoza and Miranda also quoted Raquel Soto, who was born in Veracruz, Mexico, and emigrated to the U.S. when she was just 15. Soto later became a U.S. citizen and said the American way of celebrating Cinco de Mayo still confuses her. She said, quote, I was born near the town where this historic battle took place. My Zapotec ancestors died there. And I came here to the U.S. to find all these white Americans drinking margaritas and hitting piñatas. In the May 6th, 2019, Time Magazine article entitled The Surprising True History Behind Cinco de Mayo, Ashley Ross quoted Jose Alamillo, professor of Chicano Studies at California State University of the Channel Islands, who was born in Zacatecas, Mexico, and moved to America when he was eight years old. Quote, Despite the holiday's marketing-fueled transformation into a time for drinking, its unique origins can still be seen in a way that it's celebrated, or rather, the way it's not. Alamillo didn't learn about Cinco de Mayo until his American elementary school education. Alamillo said, quote, I thought, why would I hear about it in a classroom in the U.S.? But my parents and uncles never heard about it in their schooling in Mexico. He said, it's not a Mexican holiday, not an American holiday, but an American Mexican holiday. Mendoza and Miranda quoted Alejandro Gradilla, associate professor of Chicana and Chicano Studies, at California State University Fullerton, who said, quote, Mexican Americans began to celebrate that holiday because they wanted to commemorate their acts of resistance during the U.S.-Mexico War, but also holding their own after incorporation. After Mexican Americans who decided to stay after 1848 and become U.S. citizens, they realized that all the promises the U.S. had made to them were not going to come true. They were not going to be treated as equals. Gradilla, whose expertise includes racialization, cultural competency, and institutional racism, said the advertisements these companies made to market the holiday helped create a false sense of representation for Mexicans and turn the holiday into a Mexican St. Patrick's Day. Quote, What's sad is that most Mexican Americans and most Latinx people don't even realize that it was originally started out as a political event 
about resistance, about fighting against the odds, he said. That's kind of one of the downsides of multiculturalism and diversity, is that when your holiday gets included, it gets reduced down to sales on tortillas, sales on beer, sales of all you can eat at El Torito. It doesn't talk about the community that's been here and that has survived. Cinco de Mayo isn't doing that. American racism is doing that, Gradia added. It's American commercialization that makes Gradia worry. Juneteenth will have the same fate Cinco de Mayo has. But holidays like that and Martin Luther King Day need to be remembered for their political intent, he said. The beginning of May presents the tale of two holidays, Cinco de Mayo, the Mexican-American holiday that was transformed into an American-Mexican holiday, and May Day, the American holiday that transformed into an international holiday largely ignored and unobserved here in the country of its birth. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show and that you found something in it to spark a deeper conversation leading to greater understanding. I'm Milton Allen Turner, and I invite you to join me again next week for more Worldviews.